What up, DFS Trash Talkers? I'm your girl, Nita Rodriguez, and you're tuning in to the DFS Trash Talk Podcast. NFL Week 14 for FanDuel and DraftKings. Um, I literally just did this podcast um, about five minutes ago. I was ready to edit everything, and boom, my silly ass decided it was going to erase the whole thing instead of snipping it and doing all this extra stuff. I'm not the best tech-savvy person, but, like, that hurt my feelings because I was literally all the way done. And that this isn't a short podcast today because there's more games on this slate, and there's more games that we like this week, especially for me. I'm really uh, feeling... Uh, The five games that I'm about to bring to you this week that I think we should all be on top of. And then I'm going to hit y'all with some others to consider. So I did this whereas we're going to focus on the games that have the highest totals. There's five games that have the highest totals. And then we're going to do some others to consider and then I'm going to let y'all go. Because I know y'all been listening to podcasts all week, you know, reading all week. But at the end of the day... You know, injuries don't drop till Friday. So we got to take in consideration that if I need to give y'all all all the information, I have to wait until that information drops, the injury reports drop. Two, I know a lot of you guys like to do chalk plays, and this is chalky, and that is chalky. Like, get chalk out of your mind already. Stop killing your lineups by thinking everything's going to be chalk, especially if you don't have... um, access to ownership projections like y'all love screaming chalk chalk this chalk that and then when they go off y'all be mad as fuck y'all did not choose that chalky play that you clearly didn't have no ownership projection on and just decided to say chalk play because that's what you're used to saying stop doing that shit shit's not cute and it doesn't help your pockets i mean it's not hurting my pockets because it ain't my money it's your money but at the end of the day Don't ask me about a play and then get upset when I give you my answer. The answer is always going to remain the same for me. If you don't like my answer, feel free to research on your own and get your shit together and build you a nice lineup because right now we're just here to take down the bags. You know, we want to secure the bags. This is what DFS Trash Talk is all about. You know, um, we're here to help the little people. When I started this, it was just to help those that could not afford to pay for every subscription that there was out there. I do it because it's my money and I like to have things at my fingertips. I like to win. I don't know if you play DFS to lose, then that sucks for you. But on my end, I, I'm, I'm a winner. I, I like to win. I like to talk shit. I like to uh, worry myself a little bit, you know, because that's the fun of DFS. It's taking in all the excitement of watching your lineups go up and down and, oh, screenshot this and screenshot that. Like, y'all really be mad about the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. And this is a male-dominated industry. So I need all you little dudes out there to get out your feelings. And all you females that can't handle getting the shit talked to you or can't... um, handle dishing it out after you uh well getting it dished to you after you done dished it out you gotta stay off the the twitter and and facebook and chats and all that because feelings are not welcome here in dfs because y'all y'all get way too like excited about certain shit and we're all too grown to be meeting up to be wanting to fight to be 
um, disrespecting each other over fantasy sports. But I realize y'all males are competitive, and I get that. I'm a competitive female, you know. But still, respect each other's lanes, you know what I mean? So, in saying all that, let's deep dive into the slate this week. You know, we have a big slate this week. Let me see how many games we got. I never actually looked at how many games we had. So, I'm going to, I I think I had it already pulled up. Oh, maybe I didn't. Oh, yes, I did. (laughs) I think there's 13. It was usually 11, but I think it's 13. Okay, I think it's 13 or 12. Whatever. You guys get it. So, in saying that, we have five games that have the highest totals. And they are Green Bay at Detroit, 54.5. We have Atlanta at Chargers, 49 points. We have Kansas at Miami, 58 and a half. We have Colts at Raiders, 52 and a half. We have Minnesota at Tampa Bay, 53. We have Tennessee at Jacksonville, 52. So those are the five best games that we have on this slate. And I really feel like we could take advantage of those five games. We don't have to stray. There are games that have some one-off potentials that I will get to you about. And we, we're going to call those others to consider. So right now, let's jump into the first game I want to talk about. And that's Green Bay and Detroit. So, Green Bay and Detroit, we will kick it off with talking about Aaron Jones versus Detroit. Aaron Jones is $7,600 on DraftKings and $8,700 on FanDuel. All right, what I like about Aaron Jones this week, Detroit's given up the most fantasy points on the ground lately. They just cannot stop the run. I don't, I don't know why. Um, but I do check injuries. It doesn't seem that they are missing anybody. Uh, so I am unsure why they can't stop the run. But, um, the first time that they met, um, Green Bay didn't do well versus, uh, Detroit. So since the start of the season though, right, you can, um, not only are they giving up their most, Uh, fantasy points on the ground Uh, they're allowing the most fantasy points to wide receivers as well and we have to look at Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams um, who respectively are Aaron Rodgers is 7,500 on DraftKings 9,100 on FanDuel Uh, Devontae Adams is 9,300 on DraftKings and 9,600 on FanDuel and since the start of the season Rodgers has thrown 36 touchdowns and only four interceptions, and that's according to Arsenal.com. They are the top two. I'm, I'm sorry. They are the top stack of the slate, according to Arsenal.com's top two stack. Um, Green Green Bay is projected to be the second best stack of the slate, Week 14. Um, the Lions, when they first met um, against Green Bay 12 weeks ago. Devontae Adams only had a 3-3-36 stat line. So he had three targets, three receptions, 36 yards. That's 12 yards per catch. And he didn't do anything else, right? But he was also hurt. So now we get a fully healthy Devontae Adams. Yes, he's expensive. However, you can run it on the opposite side of that game uh, with Marvin Jones or with Hawkinson. 
I don't recommend tying in this week as Lions are decent versus tight ends. And I believe that um, Tanyan will do well, but he's not going to get the score that we normally see out of him. Galladay is out, so Jair Alexander will most likely um, be shadowing um, Marvin Jones to an extent. All right. um, Let's see. Aaron Jones, back to Aaron Jones. Uh, he, He should actually, let me see. I want to pull up uh, the Detroit Lions rushing IQ on how they do on defense. So, we have rushing. That's Green Bay. Okay. They have allowed the six most uh, rushing yards in the NFL at 1,607. They allow the seventh most rushing success, seventh most EPA rush, a fourth most uh, rush percentage, tenth most rushing percentage um, within seven yards, um, eighth most rushing um, less than seven yards, eighth most rushing within 10 yards, sixth most rushing within, um, sixth most rushing touchdowns at 48.51%. Aaron Jones is in play. Don't question it. Lock him in. All right, so that's what we like on Green Bay. And I am unsure if Swift is playing. I did not look, uh, but according to this, he may be playing. Uh, Green Bay is middle of the pack in rushing yards, um, giving up two running backs, but uh they allow a 50% rushing success, which is 11th in the NFL. Uh, zone percentage, they're 7th and 2nd. So they they basically um, allow a lot of red zone um, touchdowns. But they only give up 34% rushing touchdowns. So consider that as well when you're considering the running backs from Detroit. I'm not big on the wide receivers too much from this game because I just feel like Green Bay can seriously dominate this game. Um, Aaron Jones, I'm sorry, Marvin Jones, and he is going to take, the best cornerback is going to cover him, which is Jaya Alexander, just because Galladay's out. So that doesn't leave us a lot to work with. Cyphus, Amendola, Sanu, Agnew, I mean, really? We're really going to play them or not? I'm not going to play them, but I mean, it, it could happen. All right, so that's what I like about that game. Um, fire up Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, Aaron Jones, and leave the rest of that alone. Hawkinson, too. Run it back with Hawkinson. That's my best advice on that. All right, next game I want to talk about is the Tennessee-Jacksonville game. It's 52 and a half. All right, and I'm going to say this, and I know it's crazy, But Mike Glennon is a play. He's a play only for DraftKings because he is uh, um, $5,100. On FanDuel, he's $6,600. And I feel like that's a little steep. That's a $1,500 difference. So which makes him, for me, site-specific and DraftKings only. 
also the type that he's that that guy that could get you the takedown for the Millie Maker if we play it right. Remember last time when we had Taysom Hill, right? Everybody was excited, like, oh, snap, you could play Taysom Hill. Two two quarterbacks on FanDuel, and then you can play him because he's stupid cheap on DraftKings. And boom, he ended up being the Millie Maker winner, right? Yep, he was. Because they couldn't stop pass, and he was cheap enough and got that many, I think he got like 35 points. Or something. Well, anyway, he he was he basically did his thing, and he helped the Millie Maker get it. Same thing with Cam last week, and Cam like not even doing well, but he was in the Millie Maker lineup. Price tag. So look at the price tag. So with Mike Glennon at fifty one hundred, I'm with it. You know, he's projected for thirty nine dropbacks. You know, and he had. 35 and 42 dropbacks in his last two weeks. He's also had six to seven deep throws. However, his only downfall is that he's only had seven red zone opportunities the last two weeks. That's four and three or three and four, whichever ones, whichever came first. But that's not enough opportunities. So they need to, uh, Jacksonville needs to create opportunities. And who you can pair him with, you can pair him with DJ Chark. Okay, and I say this is the reason why I say you compare him with DJ Chalk. First of all, DJ Chalk is under six thousand on both sites. He's five thousand three hundred dollars on DraftKings. He's five thousand nine hundred on FanDuel. Cheap, right? Free square basically at wide receiver, especially if he goes off. Tennessee gives up the fifth most passing yards on the season. Three thousand two hundred and ninety-four passing yards allowed. 52.38% pass success, a 78.26 EPA, third in the NFL, and that's real-life expected points added on each play. So as, as he keeps going off, they add more points. They create more yardage. Um, Tennessee allows a 67.50 pass touching, I'm sorry, pass and touchdown rate. That is the ninth worst in the NFL. They only pressure the QB at 25% of the time. That's second worst in the NFL. And they only sat 2% of the time. That's the worst in the NFL. If Mike Glennon and DJ Chark do not go off, fucking Jacksonville is trash. They just like, don't even, I can't even tout them anymore. I wouldn't even feed them to you guys. I just have to take that L if they ever went off after today um, and shit it on us um, after this week. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. What's the point, right? We don't need them. So let's hope that they go off. And then we can also add James Robinson, who's projected to be the sixth best running back of the week. He's 7.5K on DraftKings. He's 8,000 on FanDuel. Again, Tennessee's allowing the ninth most fantasy points on the season and the eighth most in the last four weeks. Jacksonville is a playoff. And if they don't do us any good, then we can officially wash our hands of Jacksonville. On the opposite side of that, I do like Tannehill. I do like Derrick Henry. I do like A.J. Brown. I like Corey Davis the most. He had his best performance last week with 11 receptions, 12 targets. He's cheap. He's under 6K. Uh, 
He had 182 yards and a touchdown last week. He ran a season-high 40 routes, turning opportunity into positive gains. Tannehill hit him for air yards, and they connected for six completions of 15 yards or more, including a 43-yarder. So Davis ranks fourth among qualified receivers with 11.4 yards while averaging 2.88 yards per route route run with a 33.1% air yard share. Also, that 2.88 is number two in the league, okay? And overall, that's good for 19th in the NFL. He's 5,700 or less. Corey Davis is a play again this week. It ain't chasing, trust me. Hit hit Corey Davis yeah, or hit A.J. Brown. Pay the higher price. Would you rather pay the higher price and get the same points for both or would you rather pay low, pay the 5700 below for FanDuel and DraftKings and get the same amount of points for a cheaper price point per dollar at a better value? You be the judge. All right, so with saying that, we're going to move on from them. We're going to move on to the Minnesota-Tampa Bay game. And that over-under, I said, was 53. So here we have Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and Adam Thielen, right? Kirk Cousins cost $6,200 on DraftKings, $7,500 on FanDuel. Justin Jefferson cost $7,400 on DraftKings, $7,800 on FanDuel. Adam Thielen cost $7,000. Now, see the difference between Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson on DraftKings. It's a $400 difference. Which means, even though Justin Jefferson has been getting the wide receiver one production due to Thielen being out, and he got the price tag increase, Adam Thielen is the number one wide receiver on that team. And at $7,000 on DraftKings, I'd lock him in. He's also $7,000... I think I said $7,100. Oh, $7,700. $7,700 on FanDuel. Again, cheaper than Justin Jefferson on FanDuel. Locking your number one wide receiver first and let Justin Jefferson's price tag come down. That's how I look at that situation. All right. Um, Tampa Bay's allowing the third most uh, passing touchdowns at 74.19%. On the opposite side of that, Tampa Bay, I'm sorry, Minnesota, is giving up the seventh most passing yards on the season and the second most passing touchdowns at 77.42%. So we got two teams, both of them are averaging over 70% passing touchdown rates because they're just garbage and stopping the uh, passing touchdown. So that's that's potential for a shootout. That's money. That's what we need, right? That is what they are looking for um, when Vegas uh, does these totals. They're looking for shootout potential. Can we keep this at 50-something? Or, or do we need to bring it down? So, um, Tom Brady is 6.9 on DraftKings, 7,800 on FanDuel. Godwin, 6,300 on uh, DraftKings, 7,400 on FanDuel. Uh, Evans is 6.6 on DraftKings, uh, 7.3 on FanDuel. So, on DraftKings, uh, Godwin's priced down. And he's still the number one wide receiver on the team. But on FanDuel, he is priced $100 more than Evans. And that's to confuse you. The production is still there. Go with Godwin. 
But you can also go with Evans just because both teams allow horrible, horrible secondary play. They, you guys have 70% chance of getting a touchdown from Thielen, uh, Justin Jefferson, Evans, Godwin, and Brown. Brown's a DK only play because of his price tag. Uh, but 70% chance of all of them scoring touchdowns just because both teams just allow that. All right, so we can keep that going. Sorry, I got to sip a little. Okay. So, keep that in mind when we talk about this next game. So, the next game we're going to talk about is the Colts at the Raiders. So, we have Colts versus Raiders. And the only thing I like from this game is the running back situation. Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Taylor. And I say that because both teams are actually sucking versus the run. And that's all we need. We don't need the wide receivers from this game because both teams secondaries are actually middle of the pack. They're actually doing well. And deep belief, the, the digging on the research, the inside look, they're not giving up a lot of yardage through the air they're not giving up a lot of passing touchdowns but both teams are giving up rushing touchdowns both teams passing touchdown rates are in the 50s like 55 percent so that leaves you a 20 percent gap between scoring in minnesota and tampa bay versus scoring in the colts and raiders game right so go with josh jacobs six point $6,300 on DraftKings, $7,600 on FanDuel. Colts give up the third most rushing um, touchdowns at 48.28% and give up the most rushes inside the red zone. Okay, Jonathan Taylor, 5.8 on DraftKings, 7000 on FanDuel. And same thing with them. Let me go, let me pull up uh, Raiders again. Where you at? Where you at? So, Raiders, keep going. Here we go. All right. So, the Raiders rushing. They're giving up a, 50, a 52% rush success rate, right? They're also giving up a 48.72 rushing touchdown rate. Now, their passing touchdown, like I told y'all, is only 51%. That's the second best in the NFL. So, we don't want passing touchdown versus the Raiders. We want to rush. We want Naeem Hines and Jonathan Taylor to take over and ball out. But we really want Jonathan Taylor to ball out because he's the main benefactor of the rushing game. He He has a market share of 55%. And the other two split. So, I really feel like the rushing game is the only thing that matters in the Colts versus Raiders. I don't feel like it's a super big shootout. However, Derek Carr likes to use Waller. But, overall, um, tennis, uh, I'm sorry, the Colts rank 20, I'm sorry, they rank 11th best 
versus tight ends. They only give up 11 fantasy points. So Darren Waller got a price jump after last week. And I, I, don't, I just don't think you have to use him this week, okay? So don't use him. Um, if you want to use him and you, you have a gut feeling, go ahead, play him. There's nothing wrong with that. We're going to move on from that game. We're going to move on to the Kansas at Miami game, which has a 50 and a half total. Right? So we're going to start with Tua and Gusecki. Um, Kansas sucks versus tight ends. They don't suck, but they just haven't been cutting it versus tight ends. And they're, and Kansas City has been decent versus wide receivers and running backs. Like, they've tightened up a lot. So we can't pick on them anymore like we used to. We, we used to pick on Kansas City with the run. But it's hard to pick on Kansas City with the run, uh, being that uh, they have a fully healthy uh, secondary now. So what we can pick on them with is the tight ends. I'm trying to find Miami. Here we go. All right. So Miami is giving up. They're not really giving up a lot of points to weak offensive players. However, Mahomes is shitting on everybody. Mahomes projected to be the number one quarterback this week. You know, um, Hill is projected to be the fourth best wide receiver this week. Travis Kelsey is projected to be the ninth best tight end this week. So at the end of the day, they just off their point average, Kansas City is the top stack, even according to Osimo's uh, top stack tool. So I like Kansas City. They're expensive. Do we have to pay up for them? No. Uh, should they be a top stack on the slate? Yes. Um, are there cheaper stacks on this slate? Yes. There's better value. But I don't see Kansas City going off on Miami like 45 to 20. Just because it just hasn't been happening to Miami all season. And they've played some good teams. So let's not act like Miami's defense ain't what's up because they've been doing their thing. So um, on the instead of doing the opposite of that, because I, I think I just did both, uh, take advantage of the Tua Gasecki stack and take advantage of Kansas City being the number one stack. Um, they're not they're not locks by any means, but they are in play. Okay, last big game we're going to talk about is the Atlanta Chargers game. Um, I like Herbert. I like Keenan Allen. I think Eckler, if he's going to be used as a pass catcher, running back, he is definitely in play versus Atlanta because Atlanta is good versus um, just running backs in general. But pass catcher running backs, they have an issue with. So Austin Eckler, he's had 25 targets in the last two weeks since he's been back from injury. So, clearly, they're using him as a pass catcher running back. So, he is in play. You can't, like, discredit him uh, just because he hasn't um, exploded, exploded. I mean, like, they're looking for him. Herbert is looking for him. And he's using him and Allen to beat teams. So, when teams can notice that, I um, they take advantage of that. Um Herbert costs $6,800 on DraftKings, $8,400 on FanDuel. Keenan Allen costs 
1,700 on DraftKings, 8,500 on FanDuel. Um, so Eckler is 7,000 on DraftKings and 7,500 on FanDuel. ATL allows the 10th most passing touchdowns um, all season long. So this is why I say Austin Eckler could become in play because if they're going to run it into the end zone, I'm pretty sure Herbert's going to have to pass it, whether it be to him or to Keenan Allen. But they, both of them could have big days, you know. Um, on the opposite side of that, you know, there is no Julio Jones. So once again, you have Calvin Ridley and Gage. And both of them are projected for 11 targets and 9 targets respectively. And I can see that happening because uh, the Chargers secondary has been decent. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's the deeper dive that makes them susceptible to me choosing Calvin Ridley. All right. So when I go into, let me see, where the Chargers at? All right, Falcons, where you at? Here we go. So when I go into the past, right? And I pull up ATL receivers. Well, from the outside in, yes, the Chargers haven't allowed a lot of passing yards. They haven't allowed a lot of passing success. Um, but the middle of the pack with passing touchdowns, they allow 64.8% passing touchdowns. That's still 13% more than Miami Dolphins. So you have a better chance of getting a touchdown with Ridley and Gage than you do against the Miami Dolphins. Ain't that something? Learn something new every day. So take that in consideration when you're playing Ridley and Gage. Ridley's projected to be the fifth best wide receiver this week for week 14, even against the Chargers. And remember, the Chargers traded away a few pieces. So they, they have some some um, ground to make up. If I look at the wide receiver cornerback matchup, let me pull up Atlanta Falcons, right? Instead of Casey Hayward uh, covering Julio, I'm pretty sure he's gonna cover Calvin Ridley. But they're about even, you know what I mean? Like, they're about even, and Calvin Ridley should still ball out. So don't sleep with Maddie Ice and connecting him with that little mini stack. They're going to go about 1%, 2% owned. Um, but again, if you don't have ownership projections, don't assume. Just take a chance. Stop, stop worrying about the wrong thing. Right? And you can also consider Hunter Henry um, at tight end because Atlanta gives up the six most fantasy points over the last four weeks to tight end so consider that all right and that's what I have for like all the main games so this next part I just it's called others to consider and the reason why we're calling it others to consider is because these games are low scoring and projected for low scores according to Vegas right so all between 42 and 45 45 points overall like that's that's their entire total so um 
One game I want to look at is the Chicago versus Houston game. Now, yes, Deshaun Watson's great. He should absolutely do well according to his stats um, on the road. He's he's had some great success on the road. I mean, he balled out on Patriots on the road. Uh, he balled out on, um, I forget Maybe he didn't ball out on another team on the road. It could have just been my sorry-ass Patriots. But um, he's projected to do well this week. But the reason why I don't want to touch him is because they're on the road, is because they're going into Chicago, and because Chicago's no slouch on defense. So with that being said, I really like David Montgomery versus Houston. He's flying under the radar. Nobody's really talking about him. Um, Houston sucks versus the run, you know. Um, he's six point. He's six thousand five hundred on DraftKings. He's six thousand six hundred on FanDuel. Houston allows the second most rushing yards, one thousand eight hundred eleven. They allow fifty-two point thirty-five percent rushing success rate, tenth most in the NFL. Uh, allow a 44% rushing percent um, rate. That's third most. A 42% rushing touchdown rate. That's 10 most. And they allow a 2.17 yards before contact. Seventh most in the NFL. So Montgomery, we're going to run him back from last week. I think he's a great play. I think we should consider him. I think you should also consider Chicago's defense. Yes, again, it is Deshaun Watson. But... Deshaun Watson susceptible to interceptions too. Deshaun Watson doesn't have his top receiver. Deshaun Watson um, can't do it all by himself. So I feel like uh, we can consider Chicago's defense as well. We can also consider Giovanni Bernard versus Dallas's porous uh, defensive front. We could consider the Dallas wide receivers versus Cincy, but in saying that, I guess you got to consider Andy Dalton in the revenge narrative uh, with him going against Cincinnati. And all of Dallas's wide receivers are under fucking price because they have been sucking week in and week out. Go figure, right? So we have them. Then others to consider, we also have Mike Davis versus Denver and the Carolina um, defensive special teams. I do like Carolina's defense this week versus Denver. Locke um, coming to Carolina. He can't handle um, the pressure, you know, being on the road. Carolina's tightened up. They balled out last week. Uh, Mike Davis, Denver is giving up damn near 200 and something yards uh, per game on the ground. So I think this is a perfect lock spot for Mike Davis. I mean, he's a lock for me anyway. And, and yeah, um, also Robbie Anderson from that game, I do like him too. Teddy Bridgewater, you can pair him with Teddy, Teddy and call it a day. I think Carolina's a top play of the slate this week as well, like an under-owned top play. Um, and then you have Russell and Lockett and Metcalf and, of course, Carson. Um, and if you don't want to do that four stack, you know, I feel like Carson and Seattle defense is in play uh, versus uh, the Jets. Obviously, Sam Donald has some issues. Um, the Seahawks are getting healthy. I believe that they can do their thing as always. 
And I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to tell you to not play Locke or Judy or any or Fant. You know, I'm not going to tell you not to play them, but they're on the road. So good luck. Um, let's get on the train real quick. All right. So this last others you should consider is going to go to Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. So Arizona, you know, they've been trying to get it together. Uh, Kyler Murray's had some difficulty this season, um, had some losses he shouldn't have. I mean, that's how it goes, right? But um, Kyler Murray is 7.2K on DraftKings and 8,001 on FanDuel. DeAndre Hopkins is 7,006 on DraftKings, 8,002 on FanDuel. Um, Arizona's only had 13 red zone targets in the last three weeks. But Kyler Murray's been finding DeAndre Hopkins. I can't even be mad about it. Dude's been busting out targets left and right, 13, 7, 8, 12, 3, 12. You know, he's eating. So I think we need to consider uh, them and and um, them facing the Giants. With them facing the Giants, the Giants have been actually pretty decent um, on defense. But when facing top uh, quarterbacks and elite wide receivers, they tend to falter. So I see DeAndre Hopkins eating. Even if Bradbury shadows him, I still see him eating. I don't, um, the only thing that could hold him back is maybe them being on the road and having some jet lag or not even jet lag, just being tired, you know, because they're used to being back some time and whatever. But I see Kyler Murray doing his thing. He's projected for the fifth best uh, QB this week and Hopkins projected to be the 12th best this week. Um... I'm not even considering the Giants like that. Maybe Engram because uh, tight ends versus Arizona is still kind of a thing, but not like the biggest thing that it was. So I think that if you want to look at that game, you can. I'm not saying go stupid on it. Just, you know, consider it. And with that being said, that's all we got. That's all she wrote. You can hit us up at DFS Trash Talk. Or at Nidazuel underscore both on Twitter. Uh, DFS Trash Talk does have Facebook and IG pages. Subscribe to those so you can get the free plays. So you can get the insider information. Things that don't get posted. Things that you would never think about. And all that good stuff. Um, Hit me up if you have any other questions. Um, I love to help as much as I can. If we don't get to you right away, we will definitely get to you that same day. All right. So thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate all the support that you guys have been giving DFS Trash Talk. means a lot to me, you know, and it means a lot to the company. So with that being said, I'm your girl, Nita Rodriguez, and thank you for tuning in to DFS Trash Talk. We out.